right to the top, baby. Yes, this is the supposedly innuendo-drenched White Snake album that needs a hug because it's overlooked by what went before and the enormous success of what came afterwards. This is their 1984 release, Slide It In. David Coverdale, Carve, the rake of red car as I call him, is still out there performing. Side to Frontiers Records, last two albums he's produced have been fantastic. He's still doing great stuff with guitarist Doug Aldrich and now with Joel Hoekstra and Reb Beach. And I saw White Snake not supporting but coming on first in a two-band bill with Def Leppard recently and they were the better band on the night okay you can say all right well I maybe um maybe David Coverdale can't really sing all these songs anymore as well as he used to no well he is of an age but he's got the charisma that means he can carry this through and that worked really well and the great thing as well with Coverdale is that he doesn't mind because he's doing this great new work doesn't mind going back to what he's done in the past and bringing that stuff out, mining his heritage. So you will see DVDs of gigs coming out. You will see repackaged and remastered albums coming out. At the moment, he has a um, on the slate a three-album repackaging of the bluesy songs, the rocky songs, the ballads from White Snake. So you get three for three chances, three bites of the cherry, and all of that. He knows what he's doing with his business. Very good on Twitter really switched on and you also know that in his time he has mixed and matched and hired and fired and rehired allegedly lots of band members to make the look and the sound right and when he left Deep Purple started White Snakey hooked up with the marvellous Bernie Marston you know a man who um, Joe Bonamassa recently said to me is a quadruple, a quadruple threat great arranger, great writer, great player, lovely bloke that's right and they produced some fantastic albums together but their last one together would be two years before this one it would be 1982's Saints and Sinners because he isn't around for this album, for Slide It In And this album is always thought to be a transitional album. Okay, we had Bernie Marsden there. He was the main guitarist and writer. And of course, John Lord's there as well. So he's writing too. But you know, he was a mainspring. Now he's gone. And then the next album we get will be 1987. And there's lots of American shenanigans with this album too. So they became something much bigger. John Sykes is in there. So the the lineup which recorded this album isn't actually there when the album comes out. This is the extraordinary thing here. And of course 1987 becomes huge and as David Coverdale said the band was massively in debt and he realises that some of the big hair and all of that of that time looks a bit silly now but at the time it was the zeitgeist of it and that's what they wanted to do that's what people did do 
So this album has kind of been overlooked. It's right in the middle of those two big situations. His work with Bernie Marsden and the bluesier stuff and the kind of hairier stuff, if you like, of 1987 and moving on. So it has been overlooked and it's a real shame because I think this album has some really, really good stuff on it. It is the sixth album that Whitesnake had produced and it was released by Geffen in the US and consequently remixed for the US market. So you do have two separate albums really but I'm going to talk about the UK version because that was the version that I remember going to the shops to buy, getting home and absolutely loving. Mickey Moody has talked about some of the people who were brought in um, and says that, you know, you've got Mel Galley in there, he said, but he didn't, it didn't work out with the band really in that way. Cozy Powell, he mentions as, you know, somebody who's a great rock drummer and had success in the charts actually as a rock drummer and done so much work, sadly missed, but that he wasn't the right kind of drummer for Whitesnake as well. And I understand why you might say that. He's a hard-hitting drummer uh, with not so much swing, I suspect. But, you know, a great drummer. And also, you've got a bass player um, who was brought in by Cozy Powell, according to Mickey Moody, called Colin Hodgson. Worked with a lot of jazz blues style. But also, Moody said he was never really, I don't think, the the great um, bass player for for Whitesnake. Of course, you've got on drumsy and pace in the past for Whitesnake. He's more of a jazzy, bluesy, swing drummer in a way. And you've also got, at this time, Mickey Moody saying, well, I thought I might be on the way out. Because when they toured, um, uh, they toured with Thin Lizzy, he says that one night Coverdale really embarrassed him in front of John Sykes and he thought, I think I might be, I think I might be out here. And Moody was thinking he wanted to, to go anyway. And John Sykes did in fact take his place. I think that Moody's a different kind of player and I think going forward, it wouldn't suit the flashier, harder um, style really, the more straight ahead style, I don't think. When it came out in this country, this album wasn't really um, deemed to be successful. The mix was said to be a bit flat. I don't find it that way. I find the mix to be quite resonant and I find the mix to be quite organic and quite deep. But I understand why people would say that. And they did remix the album. Keith Olsen remixed it making the sound a bit bigger and adding some parts as well. John Sykes adds a few parts. And although I shouldn't really mind that, I do because I love the original album so much. So let's talk about this album. Well, we start No Messing with a pumping blues rocker, Gambler, which has got some really nice organ parts from John Lord. Um, and it brings us in, in a nice bluesy way. But... The title track, which comes next, 
is something else entirely. We have a really sassy riff and then breaking into that beat which is a kind of bump and grind stripper feel which you know Whitesnake have done in the past and currently do so well. A great lascivious vocal take from Coverdale who does that so well and then you know when you get the chorus coming in and they're all harmonizing it's it soars and it's beautiful and then at the end of that you just get Coverdale saying slide it in baby you know <laughs> that's great and of course ends with right to the top baby yeah. now you know there's not much double entendre here this is single we know that but it's the sway it's the sway and I know I keep talking about this but this one because of the bass and the drums so simple and that riff pushing along just works so well with this I love this track and there is a bunch there are a bunch of superb tracks here who's going to ignore the quiet floating synths leading us into a big hairy ballad which really bangs on love ain't no stranger this is a big white snake tune and it's one of those songs that's right up there this album delivers that and you've got another one with standing in the shadow this seems like it's a throwaway track when you hear the the, the riff it doesn't seem like it's anything special when you hear the um, the drums they don't seem like they're they're anything that's gonna make you feel um, particularly great but then you have that real organic emotional chorus that Coverdale can deliver so well this is another big standout song that when people remember Whitesnake and think of Whitesnake, this is one of the songs they think of. Around this, you've got a really soaring, rushing riff, an almost new wave of British heavy metal riff on the closing song, Guilty of Love, which has almost Coverdale trying to fit in the lyrics between a resounding beat and bass and that really excitable riff. And when they race into the chorus and all come together, it takes your breath away. These are great songs and there are some clunkers on here. I know Slow and Easy is a big success on tour. I know that, but I've never really liked it. It's another um, single innuendo song which is, uh, again, a bit of a stripper vibe. And, and, you know, reliant on the boom bang of, the, of, the, of the, the beat. Understand that? And there's also, <coughs> I have to say, spit it out, spit it out. If you don't like it, now then. Yeah, we know where that's going and really we shouldn't be having that, but we know that that's what sometimes happens with Whitesnake. It only really succeeds because it has a real sass to it and a real speed and energy to it. So taking those away, one of the tracks that I love on this album, my favorite track on this album, 
and my favourite white snake track, I think, of all time is Give Me More Time. Why do I like it? It has a very simple, almost ACDC type riff to it. Then those big, powerful, cosy power drums come in. They really resound on the UK mix, in my view. You lose a bit of that on the US mix. There's a lovely melodic bridge, which Coverdale really delivers. And then the chorus is a rush and a plea. And it has such energy and such heartfelt feel. I love it. It's a, a real package for me. And I feel that way about this album. As I say, people see it as a transition. You know, it's the bridge between the stuff he did before that was so solid and successful and wonderful and the huge, enormous dome stuff around the stuff he did just after this. And because people left in the middle of it and because it was a transitional lineup, really, that's also an issue for people. They tend to forget this album and they really shouldn't. Because this is, it is a bridge, but it shows some of the bluesiness of the past and some of those bigger, harder, clearer and more simple riffs which they were going to use in that enormous album. So this is a bridge, but you get the best of both worlds. And if you want something that brings those two sides together, this is it. It's a great piece of work and it's a five out of five. And slide it in, it's cruelly overlooked. Go for the UK version, don't go for the US version. I believe that's got slighter drums on it. And I think this disparate pair, this disparate grouping really worked incredibly well. And remember, slide it in right to the top. Ta-ta.